We're going to be taking a lot of calls, so if uh, please have some patience. It's lining up right now, but we do have Frank. Frank Frank McKay, chairperson of the Independence Party here in New York State, also uh, host of Breaking It Down with Frank McKay, one of our uh, key components here at LA News Radio. Frank is down there at the scene. Frank has such a, uh, a closeness to uh, being a social scientist and, and being interested in seeing firsthand what's going on. So Frank took it upon himself at personal, in, personal risk, actually, to go down there. And uh, so he's going to give us a report right now. Frank McKay, person on the ground, what do you see? Hey, Tom, Dean, how are you guys? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Frank. I, right now, I'm, uh, I, I'm right smack dab in front of the, the, the Capitol. And I'm looking at the dome right now. There's a little bit of a gathering here. Now, uh, I, I've been here, you know, I've, I've been here since about 7 o'clock yesterday, which was just past the curfew. And, um, I, you know, I didn't have trouble getting back in. But as soon as I got into the hotel, what, uh, what, what I walked into basically was a, a, a Trump rally. It was the same folks that were uh, supportive. Of the uh, of the president, you know, I mean, these were his most ardent uh, supporters, and and certainly uh, many of them, as it turned out, were were in the Capitol dome uh, yesterday, which was uh, it was just fascinating talking to all of them. Let me just say this, and again, by no means do I condone what uh, what happened here. I'm just actually just as we speak, I'm watching them put up this temporary fence. Uh, they're they're putting up additional fencing here that wasn't here this morning. And uh, these government workers are doing it. I don't, you know, I mean, I, I assume just for an extra level of security. But anyway, what what happened yesterday uh, at this Holiday Inn that I just left now uh, is the a lot of the protesters, a lot of the the, the folks that overtook the uh, the dome uh, were there, and that's where they were staying. And I, I got an opportunity to listen to a lot of their stories. Again, by no means am I condoning what they did, but uh, just kind of give you a, a little bit of a report of what they were saying. Some of it's outrageous. I mean, just absolutely outrageous. You know, but it would be interesting. I mean, do, do, they, do they feel a sense of justification in what they did because of the cause? I mean, there is the cause. The cause, obviously, to them is Donald Trump and the continuation of his presidency. And I'm just curious to get... Because you're good at that, Frank. I've listened to your show all the time. You have the ability to disseminate good information that you get in those in those primary sources that you saw there right now. Did you, did you get a feeling that these these people were were well meaning in in their in their justification for the destruction of the Capitol? Yeah, I, I think there's no there's no question about it. the The folks that I was speaking to aren't they weren't people that you would that you would necessarily even walk away from in a bar. I mean, they were, they were clean-cut people. They looked, uh, you know, just you know, like nice people, the same type of people you guys would see at a rally down on uh, Long Island, well, up on Long Island. The, uh, the one thing, and I'm just kind of watching in the, in the corner of my, I, I don't know, something, you know, little protests or whatever is developing there. It's not. It, it, but anyway, what, uh, what, what these folks felt, uh, is uh, that they were going to demonstrate here. And I think a lot of them kind of blindly just uh, kept going and going and going. And I don't know that they planned on doing anything uh, dramatic, but I'll tell you, I didn't meet anybody yesterday that uh, that was uh, regretful of what they did. I, in fact, one guy showed me a, a picture on his phone of him scaling, but a guy 
and I don't know, maybe it's a maybe it's a well-known shot by this point, but this uh, this one guy had a MAGA hat and he was scaling the the Capitol and he was showing it to me and a you know group of other people, other people, husband and wife were showing me selfies that they had walking through there, and the, the one disturbing thing, and and again, I I know your audience is uh, it cringes every time they hear Nancy Pelosi's name, and I, Dean, you will, and so many people will. But uh, these, uh, this group of guys later at night were telling me about this uh, story where, where the three of them, and uh, they had hooked up with a group in the Capitol, and somebody had yelled out, Pelosi's here, Pelosi's hiding in this hook, and they all kind of ran towards that. It ended up being, like, false information, completely false information. But then they spent a half hour looking for... Uh, Chris Van Hollen, you know that is a senator out of uh, Virginia, because somebody had said three different things, that Van Hollen was, uh, was stuck somewhere and originally at, like a janitor's room. There was a rumor. It was a false rumor. But, uh, and they all started moving rapidly towards that room. Then, then somebody said, no, he's in a closet with, with another staffer hiding. And they moved towards that. And... Uh, and then ultimately, they uh, they thought he was in a smaller office, and they all and by the way, it's not just these three guys. These guys were following a crowd. It was a large crowd. I couldn't get from them exactly how many people, but I assumed dozens of people. And they were kind of going trying to find Chris Van Hollen, uh, who, for those who don't know, is that uh, he's a senator out of Virginia, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And and I asked him, well, why Van Hollen? And the most you know, sober, the, the sanest out of the, uh, out of the crew said, well, he was the one that they said was there. So everyone was just kind of going towards him. I said, well, what would have happened if you found him? And they all laughed. They all cracked up. And then I'll, I'll clean it up. But a, um, a, you know, one of the other guys that were there and he was, uh, he, he was, he was talking pretty, uh, you know, aggressively. Uh, he said that he had to use the bathroom. Uh, for the longest time, and he uh, he couldn't find uh, someone had to go to the bathroom, and he kept telling them that. And again, I'll clean it up. But uh, he said he was going to urinate all over uh, Van Hollen and staff. And, and again, I shouldn't laugh. I mean, it's terrible. Now, I mean, if, if you think about it, they were just saying this to me, uh, just matter of factly. I I don't have any reason to doubt them that this was going on. And I guess the scary part is, well, what if they would have found? Them? And again, I know there's no fans of Nancy Pelosi out there, and that was a quick little, uh, uh, you know, it sounded like it was a quick little joint, uh, joint looking for her that didn't end up being true. But let's say Van Hollen, and it sounds like they spent about 30 minutes looking for Chris Van Hollen, who, of course, was already out to safety already. But what if they would have gotten him, and what would that group have done to him? A mob, right, would have done to him. And imagine what we would have been looked at by the rest of the world. And again, I don't care what you think. I've met Ben Howard like once, once or twice. I, you know, I'm certainly not, um, you know, not a friend or a fan. But uh, imagine if that were to happen, if a, if a mob would have found a public official and, uh, and God knows what they would have done to him. But again, these guys were just talking matter-of-factly. Like, there was, there was nothing wrong with it. So, uh, again, like I said, they're seemingly uh, decent guys. I think they... They got caught up in this protest. But think about what the consequences could have been. Really terrible. And, and by the way, I, just, I, I want to make sure that I, I'm expressing to everybody just a shameful act on everybody's part, what they did. And they, uh, just a tremendous, tremendous uh, 
disgrace and embarrassment. Hey, Frank. But, but yeah, go ahead, Tom. He is on the scene. Uh, got there yesterday, late yesterday afternoon, early evening. He's in front of the Capitol building right now, giving his impressions, spo- speaking to many of the people that participated in that event. And Frank's given us firsthand knowledge right now. He's there as we speak. Uh, Vinny and Brian and Mary, stay with us. We're going to get to everybody. I want to hear what Long Island speaks. I'm with my good friend, Dean Murray. Dean, question for Frank. Yeah, Frank, so so you were at the hotel and you were with this group. Now, we're hearing a lot of folks are pointing fingers at different directions as to who was responsible, and it seems like it was a mix of both. I, I get the gut feeling that there were certainly some Antifa agitators that were probably infiltrating and coming down and, and hell-bent on causing problems, but it's sounds like the group that you talked to at this hotel were they antifa were they were they uh trump supporters who who were they what 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 was the sense you're getting as to who was involved in in this uh, what 100 percent uh, on these guys uh, and i and i'm not just talking about the, the three guys that we we just uh, left the story of but uh just everybody in that group was a trump supporter i mean they were they were normal looking guys that just uh, they got caught up in this, uh, you know, in this nonsense, I, I didn't. I, again, it, keep something in mind. As I was talking to these guys, I had ridden from uh, Kingston, New York, uh, straight down to, uh, to Washington D.C., and I hadn't seen any of these photos. I hadn't seen any of the video. I just was getting texts from different people, and I was listening to CBS radio simply because I, I could get it. I can get it all the way, all the way down. That was the only information I was getting. I didn't even know. I, I had no idea how many people. I was just going off of what the uh, what the media was saying. But no, these were these were Trump supporters. I mean, they one hundred percent of the people that I spoke to in that group. You know, and, and they were husbands and wives and it, the same folks that you would see on a uh, on a Trump train. Uh, you know, like the big ten thousand people uh, Trump train. Uh, people like that. And and again, you know, people like my next door neighbor who's a great guy who participates in every Trump rally. And I could just see, uh, you know, like you get a mob uh, together and just it's getting out of hand. I, I mean, it, is it possible that somebody from Antifa was there? I don't know. I mean, but I, I spoke to dozens and dozens of people. They were all just uh, avid Trump supporters. Uh, by the way, all anti-pence at this point. They were ripping pence. Poor pence. Yeah. Just ripped the shred. But anyway, uh, yeah, guys, yeah. I, I don't want uh, to sound like I spoke to everybody in that. Uh, in that room, but I, I spoke to dozens and dozens of people, and and people that were, you know, were, were very proud of the fact that they were in that capital. They saw themselves as uh, as like Boston Tea Party type guys, and uh, you know, like they were throwing tea into the Boston Harbor. These right. guys, um, and and no no embarrassment, no no shame. Very proud of what they were doing, showing pictures. Um, yeah, no, I I was I was down in that lobby uh, all night. I slept for two hours, and I went back down and. They were still there, you know, just looking at her. Yeah, very happy about what happened. Sad that Biden won the election. But at the same time, uh, they they felt that this was a historic event. They felt that this, oh, there's a bunch of guys. There's a uh, Trump uh, train going on here. And, yeah, it's, it, it's you know, there are Trump supporters all over the place down here. It's a, it's a Trump it's the- crowd. There's a question. Would say, Frank, it's still an active scene, so to speak. There are still people there. Frank, I'm going to have to let you go again. A lot of phone calls. I want you to be careful down there. And uh, thank you for the service to our listeners to give a first-hand report. And I'll tell you, you can't come any better than that. Very safe down here.
I don't want to make it sound like it's a war zone. It's very, it seems very safe. Well, just be careful, okay. Frank, please. Be careful. Appreciate that. Thanks. Once again, Frank McKay, one of the key components here at LA News Radio.